Hey, Starburns listeners, Ben Schwartz here, and I'm here to plug. Here I go. I am in a new movie with Noel Wells on Netflix. It is called Happy Anniversary. It is out right now. You All you have to do is basically go on your computer or whatever device you want. You just click on it, and there we are. It's, it's me. It's Noel Wells, and it's the story of a couple on their three-year anniversary. They wake up, and on that moment, Noel's character is done. She feels like she doesn't think she can take any more of the relationship. And throughout the course of the movie, which takes place in over the course of 24 hours, you flash back to all the good, the bad everything that encompasses this relationship to try to find out if these two actually will stay together or if they won't stay together. It's right now. It is a romantic comedy. Me and Noel Wells, written, directed by Jared Stern. Netflix, happy anniversary. Starburns, lots of words, ending with exclamation. When's it going to end? It just did. Another tag. And now it's done. It's the Starburns Industries Tape of the Month Club. 12 original cassette tapes delivered to your door. Each month, you'll receive a crisp new cassette tape of auditory delights made by some of the most funky and creative artists around. Featuring Dino Stamatopoulos, Natalie Palamides, Johnny Pemberton, Dan Harmon, future ladies of wrestling, Alan Resnick and Dina Kelberman, Dynasty Handbag, Jeff B. Davis, Rob Schraub, Lance Bangs, DJ Doug Pound, Cron, Open Mike Eagle, Ron Lynch, and on and on and on. Subscribe now. $13 gets you a crisp, unique tape in the mail each month. For $20, you receive a portable cassette player so you can listen to your tapes on the go. Here's how to order. For credit card customers, please call 747-888-0945. That's 747-888-0945. Or save COD charges and log onto the World Wide Web at d.rip forward slash sbi dash press. It's a good deal. You know what time it is, don't you? That's right, it's Drinky Fun Time, where we drink booze with some of the most interesting people at the coolest places around. So grab a drink, chill out, and enjoy the show. Hi, Emma. Oh, hello. Uh, welcome to Drinky Fun Time. Our uh, sleeveless tour of America continues. Uh, today it finds us in a top secret bunker uh, in the hills of Jerome, Arizona. Jerome. <coughs> Jerome, Arizona. Yeah. Is that uh, the right sound? What is that sound? That's a good eagle. <coughs> yeah. This is where eagles dare up here. Uh, yes, we are in Jerome, Arizona, uh, in a winery. And the reason we're in a winery, and, and I'm beyond excited, is. Uh, to drink wine, yeah, really, just is what I love to do. Let's. Can we have some right now? No, Let's, no, no, oh, not yet. Right, okay, wait, sorry. Wait a bloody uh, minute. We have a, have uh, a guest on you. We fool. do have a special guest. Uh, I want to give you a little hint who this guy is, Emma. Here, I know this one. What do you one. know? She says this to me every show. What, what do you know? know? Not much, apparently. <laughs> All right. That guy, and we're going to play more of that song later because I love it. The guy that sings that song is uh, sitting here with us. He is a. He is so many things. He's a winemaker. He's the winemaker and owner of Merkin Vineyards and Caduceus Cellars here in Arizona. Uh, he has a restaurant here in Jerome. Two restaurants, maybe? His tasting room. 
He is, uh, Jesus, he... I don't know. I think I've seen his face on a book. He's the best-selling author of A Perfect Union of Contrary Things. Uh, What else does he do? Uh, Sings in a band. Can he whistle? He's a whistle. He's a singer. He does a great eagle impersonation. We're going to hear that later. But he's also the uh, front man for a number of bands, including... Pussifer. Uh, excuse you. Yes, I'm sorry. I got it's the thing. You know what a Pussifer is? No, my wear, mother's listening. Wear condoms. Uh, and also a perfect circle and a band called Tool. Also a condom. Also a condom. And a band called Tool. I don't know if you can stand the suspense, but <laughs> who's the guest? It's me, not James, James Keaton. Keaton. Why do I have to say his whole name? Oh, everybody's happy. Oh, man, I thought it was going to be Kiefer Sutherland. I never get introduced as Emma Louise Patterson. Well, it's Maynard James Keenan. Thanks for Maynard, joining us. I'm yeah, a bit we, surprised we he's even here, to be honest. Well, he, it is his place. His with that, he's sick to death that, of us. With that awful eagle impression. Yeah. Do it. Do yeah, it. Come go on. on. No, I can't even do it. That's I a wouldn't. monkey. That's a monkey. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Anything you want to add to that, Maynard? Uh, not, no? no. Okay. Na- How are you, man? Good. Thanks Good. for having us. Uh, thanks for having us here. We are in... The laboratory, I guess. This would be the laboratory of the yeah. winery. What happens in here? Is this where uh, the magic happens? Yeah. This is where all the numbers, we look at the numbers in here. That's the exciting Out part. Out there in the bins, we're tasting the grapes, we're tasting the ferments, but in here we look at the math. Okay. Uh, and see you if they do match some up. turkey basting. Yeah. I can see turkey basters. Well, you uh, are need therapy. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't have given me beer at lunch. <laughs> You're right, bloody fault. We did warn you not to give her beer at lunch. Yeah. 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 Um, we have some, so this is where the magic happens in here. This is where you're measuring the numbers and stuff, but really it's out in the vineyards, and you've got vineyards all over Arizona. And how long have you been doing that? Uh, I've been making wine uh, since 2004. Yeah. Uh, planted vineyards in around 2002, 2001. Broke ground in 2001. So it's been a while. I've been drinking wine for 79 years. 79 years since you were, <laughs> since you were 90. That sounds like a really exciting moment, though. You said when you broke ground. Mm-hmm. Like, that was... What is that like? Is that the, the the second when you're like, this is... I've just bought this plot, and this is the moment I find out whether or not it's going to work. The problem is you won't find out for several years if oh. that works. So that's... It's it's uh, equal parts exciting mm-hmm. uh, and equal parts daunting. Yeah. When yeah. you got into the game... There were people saying that it was maybe a little crazy to think that you could make high-quality wine in Arizona, right? Um, yeah, you know, of course, it's always it's always going to be a tipping point at some point, but there were already people ahead of me making wine here that was really good. So, you know, I love to take credit for rolling in here and going, I did it. I didn't do it. There's, like, so many people ahead of me that did it that... Uh, I've just big. I, my mouth is bigger. But what's the wine community in Arizona like? Are they welcoming to new competition? Very, very timely question. Uh, <laughs> oh. Yeah. Have I just uh, broke new ground? I'm yeah. just. Gonna, I'm just going to go ahead and say yes. They love. They're lovely we, people. We all love each other. We hug each other. We don't throw each other under the bus, and we support each other. Uh, unconditionally unconditionally mm. <laughs> hugs all around would you just stop right now just all hugs <laughs> <laughs> Why don't, instead of hugging can we just drink some of this wine yes, yeah. we can. what is in front of us okay so I threw a couple curveballs on the table here I like to open up uh, bottles uh, that were recently bottled this is a 2015 uh, Judith's yeah. Alianico uh, I opened it up three days ago um, had a little bit of it and then I put the cork back in because I want to see what happens a few days later, I want to see how it progresses in a bottle. So a lot of times, you know, wine consumers 
they, they open the bottle and they drink the bottle. They don't really take this little experiment to see what happens when you put the cork back in and check it out later. So we have that on the table. We also have a 2014 uh, Science barrel project. sample. Basically, that's actually from a concrete tank sample of a garnacha. So this is in a state that you don't normally, as a consumer, Whoa. get to see. So it's, it's basically a tank sample. Okay. I do have a question because you said this. you opened this bottle we're about to drink three days ago. Now, some people listening might be like, oh, that's too long. You can't leave red wine that long. What is too long? Vinegar. Depends on the yeah. wine. Yeah. And that's the point. We're just trying to look at it and see how the, how this is doing, having, so having sat happy. half full. I'm going to try it. I'll, <laughs> right. I'll tell you right now, three days was too well, long. The, I mean, there's, you know, there's definitely kind of acceptable descriptors for most okay. wine. This particular descriptor, before you even try it, uh, the descriptor you, you're, you're going to have to use is wonderful. Yes. Awesome. Perfect. <laughs> and you exceptional. You should call it Adam Carolla Mangria like. <laughs> that's Emma's, that's Emma's Hi, Adam. descriptor. Uh, you're Mangria like. Maynard's starting to sweat now. Look at this. Here it comes. Georgie's. All right, here we go. Italian grape, Alianico. Uh, this is off the Judith site right behind the house. Uh, there's that, a couple. That's named for your mom, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's four, Ooh, that's delicious. four grapes off this block. There's some, obviously, a Bianca, which we do as an orange wine. Uh, we do the uh, Nebbiolo. Uh, we do the Tempranillo and the Alianico. We used to have Cab here, but uh, Pierce's disease took out those vines, so we replaced them with Nebbiolo. Which disease? Pierce's. What is that? It's like chlamydia, but worse. <laughs> dirty, yeah. dirty vines. It's really, you don't... <laughs> If you meet somebody in a bar and they have Pierce's disease, stay away. Yeah, from yeah. like it's they're very moldy. Several condoms. Moldy. Um, when you when we were talking earlier off the air about uh, picking grapes, when do you know? Because they, you, you talk, we talked to a lot of winemakers. But when do you know that it's ready? Is that is that an instinctive thing, or is it you using the science in here to just know? I mean, there's always going to be some kind of a variable each year. That's what that's what makes a site driven a. Uh, a site-driven wine unique is that there's going to be something different every year because Mother Nature is never going to give you the same set of uh, ingredients for that year. Sure. Um, uh, it's, just a, it's just a matter of you really opening yourself up to understanding what you like as far as your palate. Is it comparable to a song? So, you know, how do you know a song's done? You know, I mean, I'm sure you've got I songs. I think yeah. it's the same. Do you ever, do you ever yeah. just go, no, I need to keep doing this. There are I need songs to keep doing that have been out for decades that I feel aren't finished. Really? Yeah. How do you just say, uh, Bo, producer Bo had said to us earlier, there's a saying about movies, they're not finished, they're just abandoned. Right. Is there just, does it ever come a point where you're doing a song where you say, if I don't stop working on this fucking song, I'm going to go crazy? Yeah, so I, absolutely. And, and that, is that usually where, is that when you know it's time to be yeah, done I mean, with that or some, a record? In some, and I think, um, yeah, I think there's always that feeling in a person, like I've got to write the perfect song that's going to last forever. And I think that's generally, speaking for most of my peers, that's always been kind of the way we approach things. I would imagine for winemakers too, in a way. But I think, you know, you definitely make a shift at some point where you go, I want this to be the best it can be and understand that there's, a, there's something about that moment that you're unconscious of that's a part of that song. Yeah. Uh, if you think you can control all these things, if you think you can manipulate all these things to make the perfect song, you're on fucking drugs. Yeah. Because that's not the case. It just doesn't work that way. Moments happen with or without you. Okay? So yeah. some of these songs that you love, uh, the person might think they were in control, but it could have been a million sets of circumstances that 
fed into this moment that made that song, made that wine, made that food. So that, that idea that you'll, you'll finish a song, have you ever had a moment when you go, okay, I know that what I just did there is, a, is a, going to be a hit. You, I know you have to feel like it's done. If yeah. you feel like, if you can kind of let go and go, I feel like that thing, song is done, uh, that's, a, that's, a good, that's a good place to be in as an artist, to be able to let go. That's the bigger part. Like you did it, you put it out there, or you, you, you finished recording it. You have to be able to just walk away and let it go. And know that, like, no matter what, I'm writing a song tomorrow. So yeah. if this wasn't quite where I wanted it to be, use it as a lesson for the next song. What about the process of naming a wine? Does that take a long time, too? Sometimes. Uh, a lot of it comes, if you're, if you're naming some of your wines after family members, mm-hmm. um, it's a matter of kind of figuring out uh, what the perfect name is of, the, of their names. First, middle, last, nickname... Right, you kind of want to. You remember the name name of your first wine? Uh, Premier Paso, my first step. I mean, as far as the one I made. Yeah, the first yeah. one you made. Premier Paso. How many? How many have you named? How many different wines you, you've done? You do a lot. You're not. You're not. Yeah, out Caduceus there. and Merkin. If you include Kindred and some of the other stuff we've done, I've probably done thirty SKUs, maybe forty SKUs. I mean, you're you you're doing so much between the music and and writing. And, Performance and, and and also you're very big into uh, is it MMA or is it kind of fight? I, I just train jujitsu. I'm not jujitsu. Yeah. Uh, does the wine making where does that rate in the scale of because I I know when you and I've talked before it seems like this seems to be the thing that you seem most passionate about that you're doing. Well, I think you feel you seem more passionate about a thing that you don't know that much about and you're trying to figure out more about it. Yeah. Right. So I feel like with the music career. I'm still in that stage where I'm still learning and I'm still puzzling. There's a, a, quite a bit of that process that I feel like I have a little bit of a grip on. There's still an infinite, you know, number of dangling ropes that I can't quite grasp. Yeah. Right? Uh, with the wine and with, um, you know, like martial arts, uh, those are far less stable. I'm still learning so much more about those things. So they might seem more like a passion because you're still trying to learn it. So you're actively you know, chasing farts, basically. Chasing farts. Speaking of farts. No, no. <laughs> I have an adult question. How did you come to name your wines Merkin? Oh, see? So oh, and I bet there's an adult answer to yeah, this. Yeah, but you know Let's what? Yeah. So, so adult question. We're going to go from fart to talking about why we named the wine Merkin. Okay. Adult. Okay, yes. adult. Can you please tell my mom what Merkin means? And everyone else's mother who's out there listening. Back uh, uh, back in the early Turing days, um, I would ha- my hotel name was Harry Merkin, only because I knew what that meant, and I thought it was funny. It is funny, <laughs> if you um, know what it means. Most people didn't know what it was. Um, so, Wikipedia. Are you can Wikipedia. Better on. to read go it. On. Right? Okay. A Merkin, yes. reading it word for word right here, a Merkin is a pubic wig. Merkins were originally worn by prostitutes, Dan, yes. after shaving their genitalia, <laughs> and are now used as decorative items, erotic devices, or in films. Bo. <laughs> by both men and women. Bo. <laughs> the female version is usually made of fur, beaver pelt, linen, or some soft beaver version pelt? of cloth. See, we're learning something here. Get it? Um, <laughs> while the male version is usually made of loops, chains, or metal, and is much more loosely related to a codpiece. <laughs> My mom knows what a codpiece is, don't you, mother? She's not here, by the way. I, just know she's there. I won't go into more of the history or etymology of that. I okay. will just leave that dangling. 
dangling. <laughs> and oh, bum bum. You're not got a sound for that. Where's your sound board here? Where's your sound? Right? Oh, that's the wrong way. No, it's not. And so now you not only have a, a obviously wines, Merkin wines, but you have a restaurant that we ate at last night with the mm-hmm. name Merkin and the yeah, title. Yeah, Merkin Did you, Osteria. Have you tried the cod piece? It's delicious. <laughs> I love it. Do you find a lot of people don't realize still to this day what Merkin means? Yes, it's, it's, it's very fun. It's like to keep it that way. Caduceus, on the other hand, Private is, joy. Caduceus is the other, uh, and that is a the, staff. The staff of Hermes. Of Hermes, yeah. Uh, she has a bag of Hermes. <laughs> <laughs> and Bo has a case of Hermes. <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh, come on, stop. Uh, everybody's going crazy here today at the winery. Uh, the crowd. Do you, have a, do you often have a sitcom crowd here in there? Is it just today? They came by. <laughs> They're just hanging Can out. Can I just ask? Because I'm sure the audience, is, the listeners are dying to know. Does anyone like this wine? Because I drank it all. I, I it love it. Yeah. So did. it's been out in three days. Well, no, I'm sorry. It's had the cork back in it for three days. Mm-hmm. And it tastes really, really good. But does it taste like it did do three days ago? It's, it tastes rounder now. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna, that's kind of a little winemaker test. You open up freshly bottled wines just to kind of see what would this wine, what do I think this wine might be like in a few years, mm. right? So you uncork it, taste some, put the cork back in, let it kind of sit there with a little bit of oxygen exposure for a couple of days, taste it to see if it just went sideways right away or it actually held its body. This held oh. up. Now, so how- the acid structure is in there. It's nice. It's going to be an ageable wine. Can I just bring up the point that many people listening might not realize that you do this, you do every step of the process. We got here this morning, I'm sure you got here a lot earlier than us and we were here at 8.30, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and you and the four-man team, you are doing this yeah. every single day for how long? It is labor-intensive. Yeah, you know, normally it's just uh, my wife and I and Tim. Uh, actually, it was my wife and I for years. And then uh, Tim was available for work and my wife got pregnant. So not by Tim, by me. And uh, <laughs> so she was out of the picture for a minute. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, so it's just the two of us, but just the last year we brought a guy in uh, named Louis. He was kind of just, you know, just looking around to see what, what Arizona was all about because he just like he just he's a very curious guy. Um, and then this year we actually had two official interns uh, okay. that have been working with us uh, in the cellar. Not 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 normal. Uh, I don't normally have people here because uh, we're you know, we're kind of a closed unit. So you you actually witnessed a year where we actually had somebody in here. Messing wow. around. We don't normally have people here working. So we were in uh, Kentucky recently with uh, Wes Henderson, who's mm-hmm. a distiller, uh, Angel's Envy, uh, and very world-renowned distiller. Turns out he came up here to see you, and uh, what was that all about? Um, well, according to Wes, I, did not, I didn't realize this, but I was right there when they were releasing Angel's Envy for the first time. And I was the first guy to be running around with T-shirts like a douchebag, like, Angel's Envy, man. If you don't know, you just don't fucking know. <laughs> uh, but, you know, so I was like, he, he saw early social media posts about that. And the thing I just, I really like about that whiskey is it's, uh, it's smooth. Uh, you know, I'm kind of a snowflake, so I don't like the hardcore stuff. Yeah. So the Angel's Envy was right up my alley, um, so to speak. Um, so... Is that why you had quiche today at lunch? <sighs> can I say that on the air? Hey, quiche, quiche. You can say anything you want. You cut off your sleeves again. <laughs> I had, yeah, yeah. I had quiche. <laughs> quiche. 
I um so the you know the thing about Angel's Envy is that it's a it's bourbon finished uh, Kentucky bourbon finished in port barrels. Mm. So he came out to see. I'm going to send him some samples of our Helio Dolce to see if uh, you know a small percentage of that in their whiskeys might work out. So the idea is I'm going to send him my Dolce barrels, okay. and he'll finish bourbon in my Dolce barrels. So there'll be a collaborative uh, Angel's Envy release of. Uh, Angel's Envy finished in Caduceus Cellars. Oh, wow. Oh, I want it's barrels. breaking new ground here, surely. Yeah, I want and in theory, he's going to send me the barrels back uh, that have had the bourbon in them for a while, and I will start implementing those barrels into the Haley Old Dolce program. So, listeners, this is whiskey, bourbon whiskey, that will have... Are your listeners that stupid? Uh, <laughs> the, oh, yeah. she's about to say Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, listeners, of course you know what they're talking about, as you were. Go on, listeners. Listeners, Emma, just to be clear. Who are no longer that listening. They, that, that what will be made is bourbon whiskey with, with like a finish of red wine. Yes, yes. Right, okay. Red, white, because it's a combination of Malvasia, Bianca, and other reds. Yes, which yeah. is quite unusual mm-hmm. and exciting. It Thank is quite you, unusual. Dan. Yes, it the is. mockery. Mm-hmm. I'm not mocking anything. He said he asked you. He You're asked you. He said, "Are our listeners stupid?" And you hesitated. You know what? I'm thinking now. Now we're all in trouble. And now the only person that's going to have red wine is Bo because yeah. he's been nice and quiet and accommodating. I want, I want some. Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, oh, I think you two know a lot about wine. Don't and bring I, up hurricanes. And, uh, I'm just wondering who, <laughs> which of you knows more about wine? I wonder. One's written a book. Owns Me, uh, no, why I don't think. we? Why don't we do a little quiz? To feel like a quiz. Here's what I would say. This I'll is fail. Where, this is where I'm going I'm to answer that question. No, the, th- that's the process not a of making wine. All that, it's not even going to be close. Maynard is going to know a lot more than oh, I. Oh, you Jenna. But you've I can, written a book. I dear. yes, but that book was about me. It was disguised as a wine book. It was a Dan book disguised as a wine book. <laughs> um, I can tell. Yeah, ask me about my my mother, for instance, and I'll tell you all sorts. It was all in the book, but. Uh, what I would probably say I would know more than Maynard would know is uh, I could name more wineries in Georgia than he can. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that I can do. I All can, right. Yes. Well, that's not one of the questions, so you shit out of luck. We, All we, right. Oh, so, okay. guess what? Or did you, or did you delete is this it? the quiz? <laughs> it's gone, that question then. It's gone. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, a, a really lovely thing happened to me recently. I got to go to Italy, to Tuscany, and I got to go on my own. It didn't take Dan. <laughs> so um, that was really nice. And I spent a little bit of time with this lovely guy called Ivano Reale um, at Gabbiano Wines okay. in Chianti in okay. Tuscany. And um, I thought it might be nice for you guys to hear a little bit of that. And then what I thought I'd do is play you off against each other oh. and ask some questions Bring it. based on Ivano's esteemed knowledge okay. about Chianti. So it's all about Chianti. Okay. I don't know. I think I bought candy. You'll be surprised how much you know, actually. Let's see. It's a multiple choice. Okay. It's time to play the drinking game. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's it? That's all you got? It makes him laugh no, every Actually, every that's time. not true. We have another one. What do you think this is? Some kind of game? Which one do okay. you like? Which one I do like, you like better? I like I like both. Okay. Uh, I like that I had to call you out on the first one. Would you <laughs> like to do another one for us before we leave? Yeah, we might have okay. to get into two. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Okay. 
makes me oh, happy. Oh, it makes you laugh your ass off every well, time. It could be the wine, But you're too. not the first to be just horrified by no, it. No, no, I'm not horrified. He's not horrified. He likes it. So, Dan Dan, hate to... Whoa. Hello. What the hell? Okay, who brought a ghost a second Emma? Okay, what was that? That's me. Oh, in, that's you. That's, that's me you in Tuscany. All right, Jesus. Get your trigger finger. Don't worry, we got it all. All right, I think here. that's producer yeah. Bo saying, let's get on with the quiz. Okay, go ahead. Quiz. So, Dan Dan, hate to say it, mister, but you are missing out. I am here in gorgeous, gorgeous Tuscany in Chianti, which is obviously a region of Tuscany, but uh, it's also that famous wine from Silence of the Lambs. Uh, no, I'm in Chianti and I'm actually at Castello di Gabbiano and I've been lucky enough to uh, speak to one of the professionals, let's say, more professional than you. Um, I'm speaking to Ivano. Ivano Reali. <laughs> All right, so he, this is the guy. Uh, it's Ivano. All right, what's the question? Is there a question here? Buzz and sounds. Oh, oh my buzz yeah, and sounds now is, producer uh, Bo, good reminder. What, Dan, is going to be your buzz in sound? My buzz in sound is going to be, um, oh, who farted? That's your buzz in sound? Yeah, because of last night. Okay. That's my buzz in. All right. Maynard? It's been a long time since I smelled beautiful. Oh, That's geez. a line from uh, Chronicles of Riddick by uh, Vin Diesel. <laughs> 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 All right. It's going to be a long <laughs> quiz, people. Okay, here we go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> from the top, first question. What are we playing for? Oh, uh, what can we possibly give away? That bag of nuts right there? <laughs> no. Uh, I can grab a, a Judas orange wine. That's Aww. We like to play. We like to have our guests provide the gifts that we're playing for on the show. I appreciate that. Yes. Okay. So we're playing for a bottle of wine that, that Maynard's supplying. Good luck, Dan. All right. Okay. Good luck. So question number one. Okay. Chianti Classico is a blend of two grapes. Oh, who farted? You don't even know the question. Yes, I do. Okay. Sangiovese and uh, uh, Trebbiano. Okay, I'll finish the question. 15%, no, 15% can be any red variety. What is the other grape? Sangiovese. I'm the wine dummy, but my co-host, Dan Dunn, knows everything about wine. But I think that Chianti is a combination of two grapes. Yeah, it? it needs to be 85% Sangiovese, and 15% can be any other red variety. Oh. So Mater, were, when did you learn to do that accent? You were <laughs> correct, my yeah. friend. Whatever the correct sound is, producer Bo. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> so, so thank you. What One some guys do uh, in Chianti is something that they don't necessarily announce. You assume that it's fifteen uh, percent red grapes. Some guys slip in a little white. Mal- oh, Malvasia, really? right? I don't know if they do Malvasia <gasps> or not, but it might be. Yeah, uh, but that used to be. Always part of uh, Chianti, but then they sort of phased it out mm-hmm. right in the yeah. 90s, I believe. Right. Yeah. Okay. So okay. Maybe, maybe, like maybe I know question. a little bit more than you think I do. Yeah, huh? you're feeling confident now, buddy? Yeah. going to okay. get that orange one. Here we go. Huh? Okay, so there's a good chance you could just guess this. How old is the wine region of Chianti? Don't answer yet. 200 years old, 300 years, or 600 years? Oh, who farted? Come on, dude. It's been a long time since I smoked. Go ahead. Go ahead. 600 years. That's my sound of wrong, <laughs> wrongness. We have one of those. Would you like to take a, a guess? There? I always thought it was like 250, so I'm screwed. 300? Chianti is the oldest uh, wine area in the world. It is the first time that basically the politics say, okay, this area, it's going to be done to make Chianti and we'll give the name of Chianti. And this happened in the year 
1716. Oh. So 300 years, it's the, this place started as a Chianti wine area. I thought it was slightly shorter. I thought, <laughs> well, it, was, I thought it was 250. <laughs> you were right. It's 300. Uh, congratulations. Yes. You have a point. Tied up, tied up. Um, what is the maximum amount of grapes per hectare? That a vineyard is allowed to grow in Chianti. In is Chianti. it 7.5 tons, 12.5 tons, or 32.5 tons? Oh, who farted? Is it? <sighs> See, your buzzing is too long. Yes. Because there's, there's a wind up, you have to like, you have to go. Oh, well, I started to it's say. It's been oh. a long, uh, it's part of it. Uh, it's been a long time since I spilled. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you can go ahead. You can go ahead. I'll let you take it. Uh, I was going to go with the 7.5 hectares. There has been a, a lot of quality control uh, legislation to make sure that uh, the, uh, uh, everyone follows the quality regulation we have. Like, uh, like, for instance, grapes. We cannot grow more than 7.5 tons of grapes per hectare. Congratulations. You are officially in the lead. Two points to Maynard. One to you, Dan Dunn. Three tons an acre. I have a quiz question. How long does it take that guy to answer? Uh, No, I'm sorry. It Uh, takes him as long as he likes because he'll let us stay in his castle for free. Okay? uh, There you go. So we'll just let him talk. Will we not? Yeah. All right. Hey, by the way, speaking of where we stay... I should mention the lovely place that we're staying in Cottonwood, the yes. Tavern Hotel that yes. you recommended. Oh, yes. my God, that place it is It is gorgeous. such a nice place to stay. And I'm not saying that because they gave us any sort of a deal on the room. <laughs> it, I'm just saying <laughs> it's a lovely hotel. Maynard recommended it, the Tavern Hotel. We're staying in the Penthouse Suite. But, yeah, no, they, I just, I'm totally mentioning that off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with any discount that may or may not have been given, and I'm not saying there has been a discount given. So say the name one more time. The Tavern the, Hotel. Uh, the Bocce Tavern <laughs> Hotel. You. you got uh, it wrong, didn't and, uh, after all that. And the Jurisons. Okay, quiz. Here we go. What's the score? I'm winning? No, you're not. He's winning. Maynard's got two. You have one. Okay, two to one. And given that you drag your own quizzes out, and there's always at least five questions, I'm okay. doing at least five. All okay, right. Dan? Okay, good. He's going to need it. Because I'm coming on like a motherfucker right All now. right. <laughs> Referring to wine barrels in Italy, the hole in the top... Oh, who farted? You won't even let me finish the question. That's I know not the answer. fair. Go ahead. Go ahead. Not fair on the listener. They want to try and guess too. The answer is a wine of barrels. You said referring to them in Italy. They call them a wine of barrels. Is that your oh, answer? Oh, my God. Let her finish the New damn rule. question. <laughs> Can't jump in. <laughs> Cannot say right, anything I'm sorry. I was until... Trying to Funny. I'll start again. Referring to wine barrels in Italy, the hole in the top use of filling and tasting is called the tapo. What is it cheekily referred to in the United States? The bunghole. Oh, it's been a long time since I smelled <laughs> You did it the wrong way around, but yes. Okay. Very good. Also Dan's nickname, yeah, the bunghole. Okay. What, what do they call this in Italy? Tapo. In America, we call this the bung. The bung. Bung. B-U-N-G. And that's the bunghole. Ah. Which is also yeah. the name for... Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. I'm protesting this question because that guy is not an established <laughs> expert. Now, who was that? Was not the Italian guy. I know guy. it's Will for Jesus, but why, is, oh. why have we used so, that? Oh, suddenly. You know what? You know what? I have to rule with Dan yeah. on this. I have to, we have okay. to split that one. Who knows? No, I, 
I didn't know that that was the wow. just about what were you thinking? Wow. Said, Bungalow, and that's Could you imagine if like some guy just walked out in the middle of Jeopardy and it wasn't Alex Trebek and he just went, yeah, here's the answer. The You'd be one like, time. Who the fuck is that? He can't do the that. The one time Dan yeah, lets no. me do the quiz and you throw someone else in you, to my... Yeah, can't, that <laughs> disqualified. All right. Question disqualified. No, naughty, naughty producer, bro. Don't do that again. Yeah, All right. Moving on. Fuck this wine shit. We're going on to olive oil. Ooh. When making Ooh. olive oil, what percentage of the olive is oil versus waste? Like poop? Do you want me to get, uh, just give me a percentage? Waste? What do you is, mean? Uh, well, what percentage is waste and what percentage is oil when making olive oil? Oh, you mean of the olive? How much of the olive? Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, it's oh. been long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, May not. I would guess that if there's like 20% oil, 80%. Uh, waste. Oh. Okay. Again, not fair because he has olive trees on his That's property why it's that I have the... not pressed yet. All right. I'll say. What did you say? Twenty percent. I just. I just. Twenty percent. I'll say. I'll say twenty-one percent. God. We're using the prices right rules, right? Okay. Closest to without going over. Can we listen to Ivana? And olive oil is much more difficult to produce. Consider the olives. Only ten percent is oil. Ninety percent is waste. Yeah. <sighs> Maynard, congratulations. Can you hear me flipping Dan off right now? Sure can. Can you hear it? I can definitely see it. (laughs) Twice. (laughs) Um, Yeah, congratulations. Uh, Four. Four to your one. Four points to Maynard. (laughs) One point to Dan Dunn. Okay. Come on. This next question is worth five, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. all right. This is this this is So what do I got? Three and one? I got four. Four? four? No, no, the one didn't count. You're not counting the bunghole? We'll, no, we can't we count get, We've got to... All right, but fine. We can I'm, count the bunghole if this next question counts for for three and a half points. Okay, there we go. Three and a half points. Is, this, is there any other answers on here? By the way, I love that producer, producer Bo is erasing it right now. He's not actually keeping score. No, <laughs> Anyone else? Any surprises? No, Tracy. Okay, good. Ready? Off we go. Next question. Which country consumes the most Chianti Classico in the world? Oh, uh, who farted? Go ahead. The United States. So it's a country that you know very well. Oh, yeah? You know, you can imagine which one it is. <laughs> is it called Ralph? <laughs> <laughs> it's America. United States. Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations, me. Dan, is that uh, three two? Then is that correct? <laughs> well, actually, that's wrong. The actual correct answer is New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So All right. I'm up a half point. And uh, now we have another question. This is oh, moving sure. on to dessert wine. Oh, I Ooh. got you. Vin Santo mm. is an Italian dessert wine. Mm-hmm. What color are the grapes that Vin Santo is made from? Oh, it's been a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Is that to say it correctly to actually yeah. get the buzzer? Oh, right. It's been a long time since I smell beautiful. <laughs> May not. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm going to go with red. Would you like to have a guy down? Yes, I would. Those grapes are purple. I handed you that. I handed you that. Uh, Vincento, basically, it's made with white grapes. Oh, what is he uh, Named Trebbiano. Trebbiano. Okay. Trebbiano. Okay, yeah. so that's a push. We gotta get yeah. one more. I try. I I tried to hand that to you. Last question for the, all the marbles. Chianti is allowed to use a screw cap, but Chianti Classico is not. Why? Oh, who farted? Dan Dan. Why? Why? Because part part of being of that DOCG, mm-hmm. which rules, stands for what the real, the denomination, origin, uh, uh, 
uh, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rules to be to be in order to be called a Chianti Classico, mm-hmm. that's one of the rules in that in that uh, or DOCG is that they have to use cork. Uh, well, aging, that, that is an aging element it, to it. Is accurate, but not the answer. It has to be aged at least thirty-six months in oak. Again, probably accurate, but not the answer. Uh, Ivano, explain. <laughs> oh, and that's it. I'd like to know about that. Is screw is a screw cap? Is that a travesty in any regions? Do some people only use cork? Well, or? for us, it's very simple. It's illegal to use screw cap. In the appellation Chianti glass, so we cannot. Chianti can, they Chianti, what the, I mentioned to you before, yeah, they can, but not Chianti glass. It's illegal, people. Well, well that's what I said. You didn't. you didn't, you didn't, you didn't. No, I didn't. In order to be, you definitely when didn't. he says illegal, he means in order to be classified as a Chianti classico, okay. you can't use, that's what he meant. Well, what I was trying to explain is was po- there's possibly reasons that the cork, to identify the area, to... Yeah. Make sure you understand who the producer was, because if you want to be a Chianti Classico, a lot of a lot of uh, uh, wine forgeries. If you open, it, it's hard to it's harder uh, to forge wines if you actually have the the actual cork from that place. Whoa. Screw cap, you could do some some serious s- some sealing. serious uh, mm. bait and switch. With screw That's cap. interesting. So I think I got that right. And so yeah, you didn't, though, did you? Should we take? Should we do another question? One more, yeah. Let's do one more. And I swear to God, <laughs> listeners, this is the last. This is question. it. Here we go. Yeah. I got it. Go. Uh, okay. What year did Chianti Classico differentiate itself from the rest of Chianti? Was it eighteen sixty nine? Was it nineteen oh nine, or was it nineteen twenty nine? Nineteen twenty nine. No, no, no. Wait, if you had a shorter. No, Buzz, I mean, man, I would have got that. He didn't buzz at all. It's been a long time since this is beautiful. It's 26. It's 1929. Well, that wasn't one of the options. But you're both six correct. Around. You're both right. 1929, <laughs> and Ivana is now going to explain why. So, okay, this is the Chianti area, geographical area. However, we're going to make Chianti Classico. And there is the Black <laughs> hey, Rooster. Look, he flies the down. So, in 1929, the original people said, we need to differentiate ourselves. Thank you. And so, so after all that nonsense and, and you interrupting, I've forgotten who's in the lead. So anyway, oh, Dan, Dan, you I never. Won. Thank you. You won a bottle of wine. I won the bottle of Mayor's wine that he didn't know he was giving me. And you know me. what? Yes. You know so much more than you thought you did. I, you right? know, even a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. else you got Emma. oh do you know it's like you know and then you forget so whenever you say oh, what I else have you got Emma it's like your subconscious is going business business but you don't remember it from the drinky fun time news desk here's Emma Patterson with booze news that makes me want to poop <laughs> <laughs> did you say poop or pee poop oh interesting what about this one that makes me want to pee. From the Drinky Fun Time News Desk, here's Emma Patterson with Booze News. So the other one makes you want to poop. There's a, there was a frequency to it that was like, oh, somebody's having a rough day. We have had... A- somebody had some bad lamb. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
That's, that doesn't mean you want to poo, but it was going to give you the runs. Okay. Question. Yeah, yeah. How many grapevines do you think you could steal in one night? Grapevines? Mm. If you were going to steal some grapevines. A huh? grapevine, not cuttings, just like cuttings off a vine or just the whole vine? The whole vine. If I was going to steal a vine. In a night, how many could you get away with, do you think? I would probably not get away with any vines. Well, because it's hard to pull, yeah, right? Yeah, I would be like, I would be digging for two days to get a damn Wow, that's yeah. saying something. That's me. As, as somebody you, who Dad? actually <laughs> has skills and a back. I do not steal. All right, well, <laughs> until you decide to start Except stealing. jokes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, know this. Yes. Thieves uprooted 500 vines from a vineyard in Bordeaux. 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 Why can't I say speak today? Thank you. The place in France? Yeah. Say it. Yeah. No, say it. Yeah, yeah. Bordeaux. Bordeaux. There we yeah. go. Yes. In the, in the dead of the night, they took them. At least seven tons of grapes were stolen in the dead of the night from vineyards and have had whole vi- they've had whole vines stolen since middle of September. Almost seven metric tons, which we think is about seven regular tons, right? Close. Um, disappeared from vineyards in the... So the, the fruit wo- or the, the, the actual vines? The actual vine. Whole vines were taken. Okay. So that's somebody who... I'm sure they can sell the budwood because it's like Bordeaux vines. They're probably, they would probably be able to... You know, but the thing is, that block, that site that it's on, has more to do with what you're getting off that site than Ooh. the actual vine. Than the actual vine. Well, the thieves were making away with grapes and... This is becoming a bit of a problem. It's actually surge because there's been a disastrous, disastrous. Cut off. (laughs) Cut the fuck off. Where's the whiskey? No booze news in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) All right, it's down to, uh, well, it's say climate change, but frost and basically Uh poor yield and people stealing each other's... uh, Oh, I see what you mean. I should have just said it without reading it, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a bloody nightmare in France. Yeah, two weeks ago that happened. In the dead of the night. night. 500 vines were pulled up. Yeah, that's crazy. People are panicked. And by the way, guess who was in France two weeks ago? Maynard. What in the world? I was not there. That you're aware of. <laughs> that was Moby. <laughs> Good luck. Oh, that was the worst booze news. Have you been confused with Moby before? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but, absolutely. Like at, a, like at a festival or something? No, like at to. a record store in Cleveland, Ohio. Somebody thought you were Moby. Yeah. Did you this, play play along? No. Sh- this woman was following me around the store, and I thought, oh, did, I, did she think I stole something? I'm like looking at my pockets. Did I, did I put something in there accidentally, not thinking about it? I'm all tired. Um she finally cornered me down an aisle that didn't have an exit. And she said, is you Moby? <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, it's not some other white guy. Yeah, you, know? <laughs> you do have a Moby-esque. Uh, he's more energetic and taller. He's taller than you? Yeah, he's taller and he's, he bounces a lot. I don't bounce much. You can jump, Connie. Um, yeah. I bite. I don't bounce. Well, I don't know. I, I, I guess the only thing to say right now is... You know what time it is, don't you? Time to end this fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> See, now he did like that one. There like we go. One. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want to thank uh, Maynard James Keenan for having us here uh, at his top secret winery. In we're in Toronto. the lab. We're, we're in the, the lab. We're in the spot. Uh, if you want to come see him, he's always behind the counter at the Caduceus Cellar. No, that's not always. Every, always, day. Always Every day. He's there serving up wine. And if, oh by the way, God. if you come and he's not there, 
Make sure you let him no, know about it on Yelp. I'm like the he, Bruce Springsteen of wine serving. Yes, I am it. there longer than we're open. Man of the people. But uh, as Maynard was explaining, he would love to be there, but I'm he's too right now. busy making the damn wine. He's really busy. I, I think it's that, and probably he just doesn't like people. That's probably part of it too. Yeah, not much. No, man, we're similar in that regard. But you can get his wines there, and you can also get if you go down to Cottonwood, which is a little bit down the hill. There's a Merkin, uh, the Osteria restaurant and tasting room. Mm-hmm. Like I'm making the hand gestures here. And tasting room. Yeah. Uh, and you can also go to the, the Pussifer store. Yep. Get a haircut. Buy some vinyl. Like an empire you have here. It's an empire. I don't know about an empire. His books are for the sale there. Unlike yours. No, my book is for sale there. It's still ah, there. It's still there. Still there. Can't get rid AKA of AKA coasters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the guest, the guest said that. That wasn't even me. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna go drink some more wine, and yeah. uh, you know, actually coming up in a few weeks, we're gonna have a another little a treat, a uh, little mini episode. Maynard and his wife Jen are gonna be on that mini episode, and we're gonna be trying a drink mm-hmm. made right here in Arizona with a prickly pear. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know what prickly pear is? I'm gonna find out. Yeah, we're going to do that. That's going to be in a couple of weeks we're going to have that uh, coming up. But Maynard, any, anything you want to plug in particular right now? Yeah, we're good. Uh, I think, you know, just uh, when it comes to local, if you're a restaurant who boasts that you are a sourcing local produce for your restaurant, nothing screams more loudly of local and of a place than a well-made local wine. Keyword, lo- well-made yeah. local wine. Uh, so if you're a restaurant that does not have local wines on your list and you boast about being local, kick yourself right in the neck. You heard it right here from the man himself, Maynard James Keenan. What do you know? Not much. This is Pussifer, by the way. Go get some of that. Buy it right now. Maynard, thanks for joining us, man. Cheers. Yeah. What a hot shot that from an open guinea. What do you know? Cause the hip to the moon and the hip to the right. What do you know? And a hip with the ass cause you ain't got a penny. What do you know? Don't you know about the ways on the underside? Hello. I'm Dave Ross. Hey, and I'm Hampton Young. And we host Suicide Buddies on Starburns Audio. That's right. It's a podcast about suicide, but not to make light of it. We actually talk about suicidal thoughts, depression, kind of with a sense of levity that Dave and I have with each other. He's my best friend. Come on. Yeah, we're buddies. (laughs) Suicide Buddies. (laughs) That's the title. One of our favorite episodes that we've recorded so far is about this guy, Jan Pataki, who was a Polish aristocrat in the 19th century. Mm -hmm. And he, uh, one of the reasons, it's possible that he killed himself <laughs> is that he thought he was a werewolf. Oh. Check out a clip. It also makes me think, like, we were talking about in the Norway uh, black metal episode, how, like, just the culture of your surroundings can affect you. Like, yeah. he's in a castle in Poland. He's Like, I mean, if you yeah. lived in a castle in Poland and no one knew anything about anything, you might be like, I'm a bat. I'm probably a bat. <laughs> 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 That's like literally what happened to Batman. <laughs> he literally is in his mansion. He's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'm a, a bat. bat. I'm a bat. I'm a <laughs> bat. I'm a, I'm I'm a bat. bat that helps people. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm a bat. That helps people. I'm a, I'm a bridge. I don't know what you want from me. And uh, my, and my a, girlfriend, she's a cat. She's a cat. My she, girlfriend's she, a cat. She steals things. She's a woman who steals things. She's a cat. I'm a bat. I'm a I bat. Help people. She's a cat. We fight a penguin. My, uh, my- <laughs> 